live it is friday night with the journey welcome back guys we are excited to be here we're excited that you are here and also remember you can be a part of what we're doing here you can help support uh the podcast here at www.hcm-stratford.org there is a donate button which you can financially back and help us do what we are here doing um it's been wild just to find out how many of my friends and different people actually listen to the broadcast and uh, just are being blessed by it. So, guys, thank you so much. Thanks those for who have already given, um, who have kept us going over the last year and a bit now. And, guys, we just thank you so much for tuning in. One other thing you can also do to help is share. If you share, it brings us to a whole new audience, and we appreciate that. We like to get all these things out of the way right in the beginning, so that way we're not bombarding you with sharing is caring, which is always in the upper corner. But... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully you've had a great week and you are back because we are hungry and we want to go deeper tonight and experience and encounter that which is already ours. How you yeah. doing, John? Good. You? Good, yeah. It's been a good week. Nice. Actually, really good week. So <laughs> <clears throat> Sweet. Yep. And then it snowed. And, and then like, it snowed. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, no. uh, it won't last too long and then we'll get it whole whack and it'll last a while a while yes, yes. so the story goes if you haven't picked it up this broadcast is brought to you by canada where snow happens snow happens yes. snow happens yes <laughs> what are you gonna do right if you're out there make sure you also comment because when you comment it pops up <coughs> over here on our screens and we can uh interact with you guys as best we can and uh yeah i think uh this week we should just dive in so. Okay, well, we'll preface this a little bit again like last time, <laughs> um, and then go from there. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. the I have two things this week that the Lord spoke to me the other night about as I was waking up, and, well, I don't know. He's been waking me up about 5 or 5.30, actually, a lot lately. It's not 3, though, so that's good. It used to be 3. Now it's 5 or 5.30. So I don't know what he's doing at three. <laughs> Nothing. He's waiting for me. <clears throat> so, and I mean that because he's not in time, right? I'm the guy. So anyways, I'm going to uh, talk about those two things and some things uh, that lead up into that. How's that? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So how are we doing? We got a few people on. Yeah, we've already got a bunch on, and okay. we're live. All right. So <clears throat> the will of God is that we are to be grafted again into the tree of life, which is Christ in Eden, from where we fell. This is where the, fell, the fall took place, and this is where we're to return to. And what the goal is is to once again be united to the tree of life, to Christ himself, which is in Eden. And it's not a geographical area. It is a uh, state of being in him called heaven. Andrew Murray called it absolute surrender is how you get there. He wrote a couple of books back to back. He wrote a lot of books. But um, Abiding in Christ, John 15, about the vine, 
and the next was absolute surrender. So I began to understand a little bit from Andrew in the early days. Of course, I didn't really know what all that was entailing at that point. Now, Eden has a garden in the east. And <clears throat> have you ever wondered why? Could it be that we were planted in the garden of the earth to grow from carnality to a spiritual being, walking with the Lord in the natural realm as well as the spiritual dimension called the heavenlies? Just as Adam did before the fall, Enoch did by faith after. The parables tell us that the father is a farmer or has a vineyard. So these are all parables to give us a greater understanding of something, to understand what's going on and, and uh, how it works. So we must return to our original state of being in the light, or else we will perish, as the Lord called it. And when I think of perishing, I think of an orange or a banana that I leave on the uh, counter, and I go back days and days later and take a look at it, and it is definitely perishing, right? And God said he wished that none would perish. Now, um, it's interesting that we fell in a garden, and Jesus was in the garden called Gethsemane, saying, as a man, not my will, but yours be done. This was a, a picture of something for us as the new Adam the second Adam, the life-giving spirit. And then if you look up the word um, Gethsemane, it's made up of the word gat in Hebrew, which means a wine press, and uh, shemin, which means uh, oils. Mm. So put together, the literal translation of gat shemin would be wine press of oils, the wine press of oils. So this is what the Lord is showing. This is where the, the oil of his presence and the anointing flows from, the place where he um, said, not my will, but yours be done. This is where, and, and the other reason they said it was that was because it was in an olive garden. So there were olive trees. Obviously, that's where the olive oil would come from. So, <clears throat> death is not what causes us to see. Mm -hmm. Christ and his cross is the beginning of what waking up and seeing him who's unseen in the dark. He's unseen in the dark. We're in the darkness, in a fallen state. <clears throat> but we want to wake up and see him face to face, as Moses did. Moses ascended the mountain face to face with God, no riddles. He, he talked to him as a man talks to a man, it says. So it's amazing to realize <clears throat> that uh, there's a purpose in getting back to Eden, not dying and going to heaven, like I've been taught, but returning to Eden to the place of the tree of life. I don't want to take death. I want to find life. Life is found in the tree of life, which is Jesus himself. Make sense? Yeah, I would just, like, for me, mm -hmm. when, when we've talked before, it's like, for me, heaven and Eden were both 
very similar, like almost like the same realm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I guess there's multiple layers within that. And what you're saying is Mm -hmm. returning to Eden is experiencing that realm now, not bowing to the spirit of death to get there. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of like we've been, you know, bewitched with. The whole planet is under death. and Jesus calls it an enemy and we call it graduation. Yeah. It doesn't line up. (laughs) And if anybody needs to understand about the, the word, the blood, and light... We talked about that last week, and the week before, we talked about some similar things about the living word. In order to understand where I'm going with this, yeah, it's good to have uh, some, you know, foundation in it, right? Well, the one thing I really liked was um, where Enoch did it. Yes, which <clears throat> even Christ, like he's been showing me lately, he didn't die in the sense that we think. No, he walked through death yeah he said no one takes my life yeah so the angel of death didn't come to visit jesus no he walked. He laid it down it. yeah so he could pick it up again and he's telling us something well and that's that's the goal is those who lose it will find it yes. so we come to the cross we lay down our life mm. that looks different for everyone like you said you know you've been experiencing the garden of gethsemane for a while now yeah, yeah. you know where some of us aren't even near the cross yet <laughs> well, we're still chilling on the boat with the fish, you know, <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are on the journey. What, no. what matters is that there is a journey and that there actually is a death to self, mm. not into where your identity disappears, no. but to where the ego lets go. It's gone. You're no longer bound by these things. So we, that so easily tie you down. We'll right. tie you down to what this realm and yes. keep us the away matrix. from the father. Yeah. Which we'll talk a little bit about in a minute here. Which was, uh, you know, it's so wild. I was talking to someone just, mm. I think it was last night or something, and something Maya said came back to me because this person was encountering <coughs> um, things that we've talked about, yep. warfare, things like that. Yep. And I remember Maya had this teaching where the Lord took her and put her under his wing and nothing could see her. Right. And I realized, and, and she tested it. Remember, she stuck yeah, her toe out. Yeah, she stuck her toe out. Or the Lord was teaching her something, right? And she's in the spirit, right? And yeah. so, I just when when the Lord was showing me that, He brought me to Ephesians, where it says that you have been wrapped or hidden mm. in Christ. So that if you can accept that, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now, if I speak from within instead of from the outside, if I can if I can allow what's within me to come out. Now when I speak, it's no longer Corey who speaks, but Christ who speaks, because I'm not speaking of my own accord, like Paul said. And so here's the other question. If you're wrapped in Christ, is there a war in Christ? No, and, no. and, and yeah, there's that, that whole journey everybody has to walk on yes. for, them, for yeah. themselves, I think. Yeah. The Because it's very confusing for a while. It's, when a, you, it's part of the journey, wouldn't you say? Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure, because when your reality contradicts who Christ is. We got a pro- problem Houston. You know, you're you're just like, well, this is real. Like I've mm-hmm. I've been through torment. You've been through torment. Oh, yeah. We know that that happens, but it doesn't mm. mean that it's the truth. No, it means that it's it's true the, in the moment. In the moment, yes. And as we go up the ladder, things shift. Yeah, truth doesn't change. True from do. our perspective does. Well, we're the ones changing. Yes, that's why when you talked about the the New Jerusalem. Mm. 
the reason why it's square is because truth's the same no matter how you look at it. Exactly. It's like that really rocked me because it was like, okay, so it's not truth that's coming to me. It's me that's coming to truth. Which is already inside you. Exactly. The closer that I, or the more I focus, Mm -hmm. the more I see Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean I'm seeing the truth yet or all of it. I'm seeing a truth. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) um, it's like uh, taking the lens of a camera and focusing it. Yeah. At first, you know, it's it's blurry, and we think we see something, and then as slowly as you shift it, all of a sudden, other things all come into the lens, right? Well, and 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 that's that's the wild thing about creating your image of God based on the Old Testament, because if I lift my hand and create a shadow, mm-hmm. you can't tell me the color of my hand, mm-hmm. you can't tell me any detail, you can't even tell if it's angry or not. And, and the the other thing in that is that I'm really understanding now is when he told me perception is everything is that if i have a victim mentality yes then i want a god that's going to come and bring vengeance against my enemies because i feel victimized do you see yeah for sure but the problem is i've created a god in my own image yeah after my own need because the fact is um he is not he comes to heal me well, why is it in every every big mm. judgment of God that there's a way out? Yeah. Well, that just makes sense. If he wants to judge, why is there a way out? <laughs> there shouldn't be a way out. Yeah, really. Yeah. But it's it's just interpretation. It's a, it's a coffee filter, right? It is. It is. But yeah, we want to get back to that realm of Eden. Yes. And experiencing because this is the goal. Christ is the tree of life. We've mm-hmm. talked about that, the DNA, the yep. the life source itself, and we have been made one with him. Yeah. So how could we not return to, to the what life? We are? He's a life giving spirit. Come on. Keep going on. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's let's just come into uh different aspects of uh what this all looks like. So the first is what I spoke of is in Matthew 20, verse 8. I'm not going to belabor these because we know the scriptures, but I'm going to quote them uh, little bits so that we get the gist of it. So uh, it says, When evening came, the owner of the vineyard went to his foreman and said, Call in all the laborers, line them up, and pay them the same wages, starting with the most recent ones I hired and finishing with the ones who worked all day. Now, The owner of the vineyard is God. So we know that he's a farmer or he owns a vineyard. This is a parable to understand something, all right, about ourselves. And the other interesting thing I'll just throw in for free there is the ones that worked all day, oh, those are people still alive on the planet, hundreds of years old, if not thousands. Things are not as we think or, or appear. We only get told what we, what we understand and see, but the fact of the matter is Enoch did not die. Yeah. Elijah did not die. Sunderside didn't die. And hundreds of others, it says, narrow is the road that leads to life. If you find it, where's life? Tree of life, Eden, God the Father, yeah. Eternal life is to know the Father and Jesus Christ whom he sent, right? Come on. So that's what he's talking about. But few in billions, could be quite a few. So there's a lot more than we think, but not as much as we'd like. 
yeah. the whole planet we'd like, but it's not happening because most people, one, don't know about it. And you got to per pursue this thing and press into him to want to know the truth. And the truth makes you free. And the, the, but it's for freedom. He said it's free. So it's a journey from free to freedom. Right. And the, uh, issue is that most of us have been taught including me all my life as a christian about really the goal was uh that when i died i'd get to go to heaven and not to hell so it missed the whole crutch of the story it missed the gospel right and that's what i want to break open a bit here is the gospel so in Luke 13, 7, he goes, in the Passion Translation, so he said to his gardener, for the last three years I've come to gather figs from my tree, but it remains fruitless. What a waste. Go ahead, cut it down. Now, what that means is God wants to see fruit in our lives. And fruit is not me leading people to Christ. It's what we're told at one stage, or the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which it is, but it's more than that. It's the fruit of the change in us as light pierces us. The living word changes us. So Luke 17, 33, tree of life version, whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will preserve it. Now we know about preserves. means they last. To hold on to a carnal mind versus a mind of the Spirit. So there's a carnal mind that is the parties talking about losing or dying to. And really, a carnal mind is living from the outside in. Remember, the Lord said, it's not what you put into your mouth that will defile you, but what comes out of the heart. So it's, it's what's inside of us. The kingdom's within. It's not outside you. It's not up to the right of the Milky Way. So the journey of life is right here. He's revealing it, that this is what he's called us to do. Philippians uh, 1.21 says, For to me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. It means the same thing. To live as spirit, to die to carnal mind is gain. So he's wanting us to let go. Now the Lord said to me, there's two things he talked to me about. And the first one is to do with being a farmer. He said to me, if a seed doesn't die in the earth, that's to the carnality, and then sprout upward out of the earth, then it needs light and water to grow upward to becoming a strong tree, or it will perish. If I take a plant and I put it in a closet and close the door, no light, no water, it's going to die. So how important to the plant is light and water? It's everything, right? So how important to us is water and light? Because remember, two weeks ago we talked about it, we're the sacred seed planted in the earth in carnality, which then needs light and water to grow. So there's a dying to the carnality, to the outside matrix, 
but then living to within. So what is light? We talked about it. Light is revelation, the living word of God. Water is being consciously aware of the spirit, consciously aware of God. It's consciousness. Remember in Genesis, it says there was water below and above, and there was a firmament in between. Well, there's no ocean over our heads. What it means is consciousness above is spirit, God. The consciousness below is the fallen state of carnality, and the firmament in between is the veil. Now, it's a veil we've put there. It doesn't mean it exists. But we can't see him, can we? Because we're in darkness. So we need water, consciously aware of God. And we need the light, the revelation, word, blood, light, to bring life to us. And then we ascend. Jesus was crucified, then he was resurrected, and then he ascended to the Father. It's the journey. I was crucified with Christ, then I was raised to a new life, and then I ascend. And as I ascend, what do I ascend? Jacob's ladder. John 1.51, it's Jesus himself, back into union with the Father, which is eternal life. Come on. That's what he's giving, offering us. <clears throat> he came to show us the way and to lay it out before us. And so... When you see this, you understand that revelation, word, living word, is Jesus. Jesus is God came in the flesh to ex reveal to us the way back, right, into the heavenlies. Mm. And not by getting, by dying or rotting, even though that's what we're all doing here because the wages of sin is death. Immortality put on mortality to reveal what was within. Yes, exactly. That's he good. had to fall, come down into this in order to show us what was what 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 really is true. Yeah, mm. he's a, a light in the dark. Well, and I was just talking uh, with uh, a buddy of ours today from Hagersville, mm -hmm. and uh, I was giving him some washers and dryers, and we got on the whole uh, thing of like. You know, it says, Adam heard the sound of the Lord's presence and hid. And I said, well, how do you hide from a, an all-knowing God? Yeah. Well, you create a who, world. Who, yeah, well, it means what was in his heart. That well, he hid. Well, like, and, and where did he hide? He hid in his mind. Yes. The, yes, The yes. Bible talks about this thing uh, called a reprobate mind where God comes to someone, mm -hmm. tries to reveal to them where they are, and if they refuse to listen, he'll back off and let them choose to live in that. Yeah. So Adam, which is kind of the human race. Exactly. Adam hides. The Lord says, "Yeah, where are you?" Yeah. Which, if he's talking to him, he knows where he is. Uh, and God's all knowing, so therefore he knew. So him. then we really know yeah. he knows where he is. Yeah. And then the the wildest thing is he says, "Who said you're naked?" Yeah. He's saying, "If I haven't declared you something, why are you believing it?" He's challenging Adam to come out of that mindset, but Adam just wouldn't hear it. Because he was naked of the revelation, the light of God. Yeah, he gave up. And now he was uh, thinking in his own carnal understanding. Well, and he was afraid. He was afraid that he would be judged. Yeah, and it, it says, uh, 
complete love casts out all fear. There is no fear in perfect love. Therefore, God is love. So it was love that approached him in the garden. Of course. Where did fear come? It was and in he his was mind. still there. Yeah. yeah if it was left. really, if it was really the apple, the second he bent it, he would have yeah, been which, out of the garden. Which is such a silly story, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to do with fruit of choice, right? Come on. So, um, <laughs> back into union with the Father, which is eternal life. <laughs> Isaiah sixty-one three. That we might be called they might be called oaks of righteousness. I love this. The planting, <laughs> the planting of Adonai, that he may be glorified. Come on. So where's his glory? When we receive the water and the light and we grow up into these oaks of righteousness with our roots going deep into the river of God, right? Which is a picture again. This is what the farmer wants. That they will grow up into this uh, strong, right, and righteousness is right standing with him. And when we come back into that place, which is talking union again, he's glorified in this. That's what it's all about. My people perish for a lack of knowledge, which is what? Revelation. Blood, living word, light. Remember we talked about it. The light is like fiber optics today where the video and audio signal travel in light. Well, his light's much faster than fiber optics, but it's carrying a algorithm of heaven. And so is the blood. The DNA is a code. It's the same thing. It's, it's the living word of God, Christ. Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, our glorious Father, may give you a spiritual wisdom, and listen, revelation in knowing him. So what's the purpose of the light, the revelation? To know the Father. Up the ladder, there's Dad. Up the mountain, Moses, there's dad. And by the way, Moses went up the mountain and then traveled in time and talked to Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration with Elijah. You see it? Again, not something they were teaching us as children in Sunday school that you could time travel, right? So, <clears throat> Revelation to know the Father, really important. 1 Corinthians 15.45 says, The first man, man, Adam, became, look at that, he became a living soul. That's the fall. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit because he did not bow to carnality. Now you know what it says when it says Satan tempted him in the wilderness and offered him the kingdoms of this world. Well, he wasn't offering him uh, anything. He was offering him constructs. He was offering him different constructs of men. The matrix is what he was offering him. He wasn't offering him the seas and the trees. They already belonged to him, to God. It was the constructs that he'd erected in men to keep them controlled. But God did, Jesus did not bow to any constructs. It all belonged to him anyways. That's why 
That would have been the cross he bore. Because the real cross was the carnality. Pick up your cross, he said, and follow me. What are you picking up? Not to submit to the matrix, to the carnality, but to walk with the Father. It's amazing. Now I want to talk about three Gospels. And they, these really reveal um, the journey. The first Gospel is in Romans 6, 8. Again, I'm not doing a ton of verses, except in Romans 7, because we all kind of live there right now. Romans 6, 8. Now, if we've died with the Messiah, we believe that we shall also live with him. That we are alive. Now, most people think that means when I'm dead, I'm getting a house on Hallelujah Boulevard. But that's not it. Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified, Paul said, with Christ. It's no longer I who live, or that ego, but Christ lives in me. He lives now by the Spirit of the life-giving Spirit of Christ. So what we're seeing is, remember, there's the way, the truth, and the life. This is the way. What we're seeing is that Jesus came into, like we said, into mortality. He became mortal. He became a doorway. It says, Christ says, I'm the door. I'm the way. And he opened a door himself, of his body, through this, from this realm, into the uh, tent of meeting. All the way to the Holy of Holies. But it starts there. So this is called the gospel or the good news of salvation. He's the way, the door, the bread. All right? That's the beginning of the journey. Now, we don't want to camp outside the door because God doesn't want you to. He wants you to go on. I was there for a lot of years at that door just worshiping at the door. And then one day somebody said, well, if he's the door, maybe you should go through the door. What a concept. I should go through the door. And through the door is the second gospel, which is Romans 7, starting at verse 19. For the good that I want, I do not do. But the evil that I do not want, this I practice. But if I do... What I do not want, it's no longer I doing it, but sin that dwells in me. So I find the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. Miserable man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Look at what it is. It's a body of death. It's not talking your physical body. Thanks be to God, it is through the Messiah, Yeshua, our Lord. So then, with my mind... I serve the Torah, but with my flesh or your carnality, you serve the law of sin. So there's this recognizing of a battle going on between spirit and carnality or ego. That's what Paul's revealing to us. I've read this a lot of times, but never really understood what exactly this meant until this morning. Like, I, I got it in part, but I never, it never hit me until the Lord showed me. He just said, Romans 7, when he was talking to me about something, which I'm going to go into now. 
he, he was showing me what Paul was trying to tell us. So truth, the way the truth, the truth is unveiling in the kingdom. That's what's going on. And the, 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 uh, this is the soul, the tent of meeting, the mind, will, and emotions. This is where the battle is, right? So this is the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. And through Yeshua, we recognize carnality is dead and that we're alive to spirit, but yet there seems to be a war. And this is a very powerful revelation Paul's giving us here that I've just really been um, coming into understanding the last couple of years, but I didn't know it was there in Romans 7. And now I understand it's on the way to union with the Father. So let me read a quote by uh, Peter Tan. He said, This present physical world focuses on mental acquisition and outward results, but in the spiritual world, they focus on the inner cause and the source of the results. For it is a spiritual law that when an individual is inwardly transformed by receiving the impartation of God's life and light, there's the light, the living word, the results would be automatically secured. Thus, the spiritual world focuses on the individuals absorbing the truth of God into their very substance and not just mental knowledge of a truth, which is conscious mind. Your conscious mind. Yeah. Okay? Where you can just receive information. So the reason why it takes time for the outward manifestation of an inward reception and impartation is because the inward transformation is incomplete. Even though sometimes individuals think mentally and convince themselves that they already have it. Oh, I understand that stuff, brother. Oh, really? Let's see the fruit. In their true selves, they haven't got it fully yet until it's automatic. Subconscious. I'm going to explain that in a second. A habitual part of their daily lives. When one first receives a truth or a new impartation and understanding of life, they do not have it until it is within their subconscious, in their actions, and it's part of their daily habit of life. Now, you're seeing Romans 7. Mm. You see, in his mind, he's, he thinks he's, he's saying, I got it. But yet something else is working inside of him that's causing him still sin. Okay? What is that? It means it's in your subconscious. So what I'm going to tell you is, you can say, I believe something. It doesn't mean anything. That's just in your mind. Yeah, it's just a word. What you really believe is in your subconscious. <clears throat> that is is in your heart, out of the heart flow, the issues of life. Yeah, and if you want to see that, that's normally the first thing we react with. Yes. Yeah. The triggers. So this is, yep. the, this <laughs> is the area that once you see this, once you see this, 
that there is a conscious and a subconscious, and the subconscious is like the river that's running underneath the earth that you don't see, but it's the thing that you're doing Mm. automatically every day without thinking. This is the part that's been programmed by the matrix. So then we get saved. Do you see it? The way we get saved. I'm going to heaven, brother. Hallelujah. Right? But yet I'm, I'm in this war still. Then we're told, be good, be good. And we've given rules. We're trying to be good. But still there's this fight within us. And Paul's saying, of course there is, because you're programmed. You need to understand, he said, the subconscious has to change. Yeah. You can receive the revelation, but then the revelation has to go into your subconscious. And you know you got it when all of a sudden it's habitual. It's just like that. It's like the presence for me. I don't work at it. It's habitual. Somebody can say, do you believe, brother? I said, no, I know. There's a huge difference. I know. I don't try to get something I already know. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But there was a time I believed. You see? So that's the part that Paul's trying to tell us and what the Lord spoke to me this morning. Just this morning, he says to me, it's Romans 7. This is what Paul's trying to tell you, is he's showing you your conscious and subconscious level and what's going on. And the beauty here is, do you see what's going to deliver you? It says, Messiah Yeshua. Who's Messiah? Yeshua. Who is he? What is he telling us? He's telling you the way out of this is the living word of God. It's, it's the blood. It's the light. For the little plant, he told me, you got to have light, man. You don't give this thing light, it's going to perish. I'm going to come, and if I don't see fruit, he says, just cut it off. He's trying to tell us something. They're parables to tell us this journey is called the journey of life, the journey to Eden, to the tree of life, to awakening. And it doesn't happen because you make agreement in your mind because the war still goes on because beneath the the surface, you believe something totally different. And until we wake up to that by the living word, the living word pierces you and it changes. It gets down there and sometimes it takes a little bit for us because remember what uh, Peter says, you go back for half a second, if I can find that now. Uh, there it is. Um, the inward transformation is incomplete, he goes. Even though sometimes individuals think mentally, convince themselves they already have it. In their true selves, they haven't got it fully yet until it's automatic. In the subconscious, a habitual part of their lives. When one receives a truth or a new impartation understanding of life life yeah they do not have it until it's within their subconscious and then their actions will just be automatic just like they are now sometimes we drive the car and we get home we go shoot i don't even remember how i got here because we've done it so many times down a certain road that we've forgot and we're just doing it automatically automatically this is what your subconscious does. Now, let me tell you something. You're being programmed by TV programs, by all kinds of things that yeah. over and over and over repetitively since you were, came out of the womb, which makes you believe a certain truth. But that truth doesn't make it the truth. 
And yeah. it's when the light comes, the algorithm of heaven. Remember, God, I go to heaven and the Lord shows me the lobby between heaven and death. And Jesus is waiting for me yeah. to, to know the truth. And the, the person, the angel or the being standing beside me says algorithm, algorithm. I have to break the algorithms that have been lies coming from the outside in. Yeah, the, the software for the hardware. Yes, and understand the algorithm of Christ, the life of Christ, the living word, not a Jewish man, the living word of the creator who came in the person of Jesus, who is the living word of God. That's what he came Ooh. to do. <laughs> so you got the way, truth, and life. You got... Um, uh, I'm having brain fade. Give me a second. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, um, faith, hope, and love. Okay? So Proverbs 3, 12, 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. This is all about the heart. Yeah. The heart's where we're to live from. Yeah. And there's a mind. The heart is a mind. Yeah, it's a different way of thinking. Yeah, but it is a literal mind. It's where you think. This is a brain. It's two different things. Because you don't take this with you if you leave your body and you died. But you can still think. Why? You have a mind. It's in your soul, which is in every cell of your body right now. It's your mind. You have a mind, will, and emotions. That's the tent of meeting. Mm. So there, he says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But look at this. Are you ready? But the longing of hope, faith, hope, is the tree of life. So where are we going? He seeded the tree of life. That's hope fulfilled, is the tree of life. Faith, mm. hope, and what is it? Love. Yeah. The Father, eternal life in the Father. Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of righteousness right standing with the Father, is a tree of life. Christ. It's all there in the Bible. Now, I, I like to, uh, just before we take a second, I want to give you another verse we quote all the time, especially in evangelism, and tell you what it means. In retrospect to this three Gospels, Romans 10, 10, 10 and 11. In the complete Jewish Bible. Mm. Come on. For with the heart, because we say, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. Right? Yeah. Okay, now listen to what it is in the Jewish Bible. With the heart, one goes on trusting and thus continues towards righteousness, right standing, while with the mouth, one keeps on making a public acknowledgement and thus continues toward deliverance. The passage quoted says that everyone who rests his trust on him will not be humiliated. So what he's telling us is that this awakening in my heart that I'm trusting on this journey Ooh. to right standing Come on. to the tree of life and my mouth, I'm beginning to confess 
what the truth is so that it goes into my subconscious yeah so that i become a knower not a believer you see the difference that's what romans 10 10 is it's about uh continuing towards while it says uh you get deliverance from what from carnality from the outside matrix mm. make sense yeah and one of the uh things that was brought up was mm -hmm. you know when does or where does the initial moment of change take place before awakening becomes habitual and and there really is no answer for that no it's different for everyone yeah that's that's the problem with with relationship is it's different for everyone with everyone there's no cookie cutter way to walk this out now you can hear the information that you mm -hmm. need to get from god through this podcast you yes. can know that it's possible it's, it's possible like i've always said if, if nobody told me there's a door over there then i won't look I to get out of here yeah. right and he who began a good work will perfect it the very fact it says he'll give us the desires of our heart Come and on. this is his work not mine well and even that he's hinting to something saying in my world desire catches my attention yeah and and that's something very important is desire in the kingdom oh. can actually change your circumstance it's everything desire and intention well because intention's important because your intent is is the meaning behind what you want yeah and the focus of it right? and and the thing is is in the spirit world carnality reeks yeah so if your intent is carnality and your desire is self nothing will change no now you can find principles in the bible to get anything you want hey anything. there's a scripture that says there's no god there's even a scripture mm -hmm. that says money answers all things, right? Yeah. Like it's it's very simple. <laughs> this was probably Solomon and his, you know, going back and forth in his head, right? Well, and you can you can literally, um, you can literally take the principles of the Bible, mm -hmm. right? Give the shirt off your back, mm -hmm. um, tithing, all that stuff, whatever you find, mm -hmm. and you can build a a really good life off of these principles yeah. there's an entire ministry devoted to r taking the principles of proverbs and applying it to business culture yep. and they're making huge yeah huge advancements why because the truth the principles are there but the problem with principle mm -hmm. is it removes the person yes and that's why unfortunately that moment of awakening is different for everybody that where it becomes natural yeah but you can see right now yeah on the planet god has sped things up the light's been uh coming on an increased uh volume since the year 2000. Mm -hmm. for me it was more 2006 where god really started to well more 2004 really when i in the um when i got hit by the wave but it's it's like there was a shift everybody thought it was the end of the world and it was actually the beginning of a new eon yeah so um there's been an increase in revelation and it rains on the just and the unjust by the way yeah and so so it is now it's like um this is a work of god like i said as long as you're teachable remember 
uh, it's impossible except you become as a little child to enter the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom of God is where the truth is taught. The way truth, Jesus said, I got another friend here. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you into all truth. I really like when you defined that the other week, uh, other week, probably like nine months ago. Mm. But where it said that uh, becoming like a child is coming with no preconceived ideas. Right. Not a thinking, mindless infant. Yeah, like not thinking we know, but coming truly yeah. blank before him. Like I've had to unlearn everything I learned. Yep, me too. I had to let go because the Lord showed me, he said, Corey, like right now, and, and this might be happening to you, and don't don't feel bad if it is. It's Ooh. just where we're at. But this was only, what, two months ago? The Lord spoke <coughs> to me and said, Corey, when he's talking about spiritual things, mm. you don't know what he's saying. You're just seeing it through your own carnality. Through the lens, right? Fish is fish. Remember the book? Yeah, yeah it was powerful. So I had to then stop interpreting what I was hearing mm. because that is ego. Yes. Because I think that I know. And what I've done now is just release it completely to the Lord when it comes mm. and allow him to speak life into it. Yeah. Because if I just immediately start interpreting what I'm hearing on this broadcast, I will just run it through my carnality filter, come out the other end with another idea and formula that's going to be the new teaching. If exactly. You will. And and really what the whole point of this is, is to know the Father. Yeah. To know him. Like, oh. <laughs> yes, <yeah>. man. <laughs> like like mm. even right there. Like, yeah. What did we just step into? Yeah, that's what it's about. Another, like if not the realm of Eden, yeah. we stumbled into the garden and began to smell the fragrance. Yeah, yeah. Remember what I said? That, that the beginning of the presence is the smelling of the coffee. Getting yeah. out of the bed is realizing there's a coffee maker, and that was probably <laughs> the coffee maker. And then drinking the coffee, right? Yeah. That's what we want to do, man. I, I'm, you know? Well, and even the, the whole presence thing, I remember for myself mm -hmm. the journey where, you know, it took a song or it took this or it yeah. took that. And then slowly it just became natural to where now it takes a thought takes a thought. I just think of him and boom, presence. Because remember 2005, I think it was, I'm, st I'm in the office and all of a sudden, man, it's like it mm. just drops on me and Woo! I am wrecked. I mean, can't even barely walk. I'm so, so wasted in his goodness. And so I, I'm crawling. <laughs> I literally crawl out to the soundboard. <laughs> to hit the CD? Yeah, to play the worship music. And God says to me, uh, John, what are you doing? I said, I thought I'd put on worship music. And he said, I don't know why. I'm already here. <laughs> you got the cart before the horse, bro. Well, and that's, that's the wild thing is <laughs> there's literally, which is so sad. And, and <clears throat> if you're in this movement, I love you. You're amazing. God loves you. Oh. But there's a judgment of creativity in the body right now. Mm. And it's sad because... What they don't understand is worship is not the lyrics of a song. No. Worship is what takes place in the heart when one connects to his father. Come on. That's beautiful. That is exactly what worship uh, is, right? Yeah. I mean, to fully worship God is for me. What did he? Oh, the, I forget the guy. Uh, Saint Irenaeus. Mm. The glory of God is man fully alive. Come on. You want to worship God? 
come to the tree of life. Yeah, man. He showed me with guitars because I'm like a musician, right? Mm. He said, what would make the guitar builder the happiest when that thing functions as it should? And so what did he create us to be? Children. Yeah. What do children do? They receive. <laughs> yep. They receive, man. We like I'm I'm telling you. Like right needs, this second. Yeah, there needs to be like a six year pause for anyone who encounters God. Just receive. Don't do anything. Don't think anything. Mm-hmm. Don't try to figure anything out. Just receive. Just in, enjoy who God is before you start trying to speak for him. You know, before you start running out with all the, like, I had that vision where there was, like, these little babies on a table, and these all the leaders of the church started throwing, like, hammers and tools at these, like, (laughs) crying babies. And I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, this happens all the time. They equip them before they learn to receive. Yeah. And it's like, we need to let people breastfeed, man. Breastfeeding takes two years sometimes. Like It's like Song of Solomon, come. And then let us run together. Yeah. But you got to come first. We get taught to run before because, we come. Because we think we have to earn yeah. the invitation. Mm. But tell me something. What we're feeling this very second right Oh, now. yeah. My whole... I know. Like, I'm vibrating. vibrating. There's yes. fog coming in. I'm uh-huh. seeing... Yeah. It's... So so here's the thing. This is right where it is. <laughs> is there anything better than Yeshua? No. Nothing is better than this, and I know that. Yeah. I know it. I've tried. Like, There's nothing. No, that comes you can close have. To you this. can have anything you want. I'll take Jesus. Yeah. You know, you can have ministry. I, I'll I'll hang with the Master. Like he is. You know what? There are no English words to describe I think the how word, good he is. I think the word ministry gets a bad rap. It does. I, lo- I think I'm what not... we're talking about isn't ministry at all, because true ministry mm. isn't ministering to people. It's seeing Christ. Yes. And today when That's I was... Good. That's real good. Yes. I was chilling with Dan there. Mm. Uh, I told him, I said, dude, like, I'm honored to know you. Like this guy, dude, he found street ministry now. Someone yeah. invited him to pray for the people on the street, right? So he's going crazy, right? Nice. He's just, he's like, people are like, he's we're kid. talking like 20, 30 people getting He's a wrecked. kid in the candy store, right? Yeah, and, and now he found, like, because he has the thrift store and all that, and so he mm-hmm. he brings all the overflow mm-hmm. now to the streets, the, the clothes and everything, instead of just getting rid of it. He just they, gives it away. Yeah, and, and he's just, like, loving it because he's like, he's like, this is what it's all about. It's like, and he's not doing it for them. Like he's right. doing it under Christ. You can see it in his eyes and this person. There's no ego. Yeah, nothing. And, he, and like he's so sweet, man. And he's trying to ask me questions. And I'm like, dude, the more I know, the less I know. Yeah. Like you're better the to go ask deep. somebody else, man. Because mm-hmm. I ain't got a clue. Mm-hmm. All I know mm-hmm. is that Jesus this, loves me. This I know. Yeah, this right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like for me, like you can't even compare it. Like there ain't no vape pen. There ain't no. I trust me. Like I can pound back a forty and hit a vape pen if I want, but mm-hmm. it's not going to give me what I'm looking for because I'm looking for life. Another way, if you can feel the vibrations yeah. just coming up of the glory, and life can't uh. be counterfeited. It can't be duplicated. No. This is this is the essence of who we are. This is why I trust. Mm. The algorithm that comes to me from ABBA. Well, there's, like, you know, I'm really honest with you. Like, I don't always get what you're getting, but I'm 
I'm <laughs> this you do <laughs> this I get. and this is what does it say and about the, I feel the spirit like, I feel like this, bearing witness this gives a whole new light on that scripture where they're like we want to leave too but you have the words of life oh like what if they think were just about that. ripped you know like yes and <laughs> and think about it now is it what we've been talking about for the last three weeks now come on think about it you mm. have the words of life. It's not that you're giving me understanding about something. Yeah. It's when you're speaking, I'm awakening. I'm awakening. What is going on? Well, you're carrying life. And and it's not the same for everybody, but we've encountered tons of people who are like, I don't know what you're teaching, <laughs> but it's resounding within me, mm-hmm. and I want to check it out. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, I don't know what he's saying, <laughs> but it's not me who lives but christ who's who's being activated activated is a beautiful word man yeah like it's almost like in everybody man it's almost like i put him in the tallest tower in the smallest room of my heart yeah and 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 said i'll see you in heaven you know yeah exactly and then i all of a sudden i heard this like you know like (laughs) today i was yeah it was good like it's so funny, mm. like how much when you when you even just mm. for a second, like I, I I was I was writing a Christmas song today, because I was so focused on him, and I'm like, dude, I hate Christmas songs, <laughs> you know. But it was just like mm. I couldn't help it because it was like take me back to where like what is this thing, you know, like the baby in the manger, the. The angel singing, mm. it was hope for a better tomorrow. Yes. It was hope that there was more than just this cycle of, like, you got to remember, at their time of life, it was a cycle of death. Yeah. Like, not like us. Yeah. Like, we like we get mad because we got our papers and stuff. They got mad because they got beheaded. You know? Mm. <laughs> I pay taxes. They lost their heads. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got taxed for everything. So we just want to know, uh, mm. as we're stepping towards the third gospel here. Yeah. No, um, sorry. No, no. Um, if 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 uh, we if people are experiencing the presence of their beloved right now, because the the presence that's here right now is the presence of our beloved. That's what I'm experiencing. Not not just raw presence or raw power but but the my the lover of my soul <laughs> my friend that's what i'm experiencing and i'm i'm wanting to know that people are receiving and and feeling this because that's what this is about this is about all of us we are one body of christ one new man <laughs> And so what I'm experiencing (laughs) is not just flowing through me, but through the one corporate body as we open up to it and we believe that he loves us unconditionally. We deal with that stuff so that we can go forward into the goodness of God. So I just ask, Father, right now, that you would quicken your presence and your spirit on each and every person that's listening and will listen to this down the road. Yeah. So, um, 
It is such a powerful Ooh. thing when he said about the Romans 7 thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're picking up from last week, I told you. I saw it. <laughs> okay. So the Romans 7 thing really helps to understand now conscious and subconscious and what Paul's trying to tell us, that the way to be free is the living word. You need light. Light. Jesus said, I am the light, uh, the life, my life is the light of the world, the light of man, it says, actually. So it means his life is to bring light into me, which is the revelation, the living word piercing me in my subconscious with the truth that I might break free of the carnal world and the matrix that's been programmed in my life and living from the five sense world outside and starting to live from the real world, the eternal world within. That's what he's trying to tell us. So the third gospel is Romans 8. It starts 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those, what? Who are in Christ Jesus. Remember, there's Christ in me. That's the seed that grows up into the tree which is full union when I'm a branch in the tree of life. So it's saying those who are in Christ Jesus, that's union that Paul talked about. I have not arrived there yet. I'm working, and I'm not working on anything, but I'm believing as he shows me, as the light pierces me, as my little plant's growing, I'm coming to a place. This is my destination, Eden, union, tree of life. <laughs> who do not walk according to the flesh. What's flesh? Carnality. But according outward five senses, where the magician is. But according to the Spirit. And now it says, for the law of the Spirit, it's a law of life in Christ Jesus. If when I'm in Christ, there's a law running up in the sap, in the life, in the tree, into me, which is in Christ, which is the spirit of life. It's a law that's made me free from what? A law of sin and death. The wages of sin is death. What's sin? Separation, ego, trapped in carnality. We're imprisoned in darkness and carnality, and the light has come. Joy to the world. <laughs> the light has come. Okay? So life is in the Father, the tree of life. The good news of this is this is the everlasting gospel. Come on. There's the gospel of salvation, the gospel of the kingdom, and an everlasting gospel. The everlasting gospel is everlasting. It always has been, <laughs> always will be, and it is right now. It never changed. It's me that is making the journey into it from the way to the truth to the life in the garden into Abba. <laughs> Abba. In Caroline, mm -hmm. are you still are you still on with us? If you're still on with us, hit a thing. So a few minutes ago, mm. Caroline said I received. It was 802. And uh the Lord kept flashing the the number like eight two, eight two, eight two. And I'm sitting there mm. and all of a sudden what did you just read? Oh there we go. Good, you're here. Okay. So you read Romans eight two. 
Yeah. And the Lord just like hits me and he says, Caroline, get ready because you've now entered into a place where you're being stripped of condemnation, where the Lord has come to remove the past. You're actually, I feel like you're almost going to have like a, not a memory loss, but a memory dump. <laughs> where, That's good. That's good. Hit the where, trash can. Where God's just going to remove the the effects of trauma, pain, and past, and and they're just they're not going to have any effect anymore because they've been so, um, so washed in the the waters of revelation mm. that you have you've come miles from where you were. Things have shifted in your life and. And I heard him saying, now they're going to start to manifest around your life, around your job, around the people around you. And when John was talking about the everlasting gospel, I saw like, um, I saw you almost like a child going like, well, how do I do it? Mm. You know, and then all of a sudden I saw Willy Wonka mm. handing the everlasting gobstopper to the children, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it was the candy for the kids who didn't have a lot, those who were poor in spirit, those who couldn't afford. It yeah. would never run out. It was a candy that would never run out. It would last forever. And so, God, we just thank you that that's where you're bringing all of us. Yes. But, Caroline, I just I, I don't do this ever on here, but I just really felt you needed encouraging, knowing that the Lord is calling you out in this hour that he is releasing the everlasting the the water that doesn't run dry the oil that doesn't stop pouring this is just who he is and what he does and you've found the ancient door you found the the yes. path it's it's been there in you calling and i feel like even those around you are shocked at how far you've come and you know, God's just opening so much to you, and, and I don't know you on any, I don't know if I know you, maybe I do, but <laughs> maybe we met, I don't know. But I just, I really want you to know there's there's just uh, an 8-2 moment for you <laughs> of, of coming into the truth. Which is really the grace of God, isn't it? Yeah, the unmerited favor of the Lord, like like favor like you've never seen before and that's for all of us so dive into that guys because that's really what the everlasting gospel is is the declaration of whose you are yes whose I mean, you are i mean the reality is god has sped everything up the very fact you're on here guys yeah is the very fact that he's up to something in you because otherwise you wouldn't even know about this right remember the story that when the student is ready the teacher the teacher will appear <laughs> right so that's the thing you're ready uh oh even if it some of it doesn't make sense yet but you can see it's all biblical i'm laying it out biblically so Ooh. the way is jesus the truth is the holy spirit and the life is the father faith is the access from the outer court through jesus the door the five sense world he became mortal into a carnal world to show us the way to life hope as the holy spirit leads us into all truth through the tent of meeting which is your soul realm that's what's going on on here and love is knowing the father in spirit in the holy of holies which is eternal life which is the spirit realm the greatest is love remember which is union in abba Union in Abba. Now in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, Jesus says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of heaven's kingdom. 
It's only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Hey, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we do miracles for your sake in your name? I'll say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. It's the Passion Translation. Easy for you to say. <laughs> I've never, listen to what he's saying, I've never been joined to you. Union. Union is so important. Ladder, very important. You guys are on it, whether you know it or not. And why did he call them lawless rebels? Because they didn't have the law of the spirit of mm. life in Christ coming out of them. That's right. Which is they were doing ministry, but they didn't access the purpose of us being here is to come back into union. We're heading to Eden, guys, to the tree of life. That's what this is all about. I with this in another translation says, I never knew you. That's union in the Father. Eternal life is to know the Father and Jesus Christ, right? Just before this, in the Bible, just before this, mm -hmm. he sends his disciples out to do miracles in his name. Yeah. And they come back, and they're full of what? Ego. Yeah. Pride. And so what's he showing them? He's going, guys, you don't understand. My name does not mean you know me. You can do anything in my name. Yeah. It's the name above all names. Or you can learn to live in me, walk down the street, and your shine or aura heals the sick as you walk by. See, what does it mean when it says not to use the Lord's name in vain? Yeah. That means don't Outside use his name when it kingdom. doesn't work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what does it mean in Christ? Instead of saying come out in the name of Jesus, it means when I'm in Jesus, I say come out. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing. Jesus, is I know. Paul, I know. Who are you guys? He's not he's not um, saying this is literally what's happening. He's saying this no. purposefully to reveal their yes. hearts and to, to show expose them. the truth. Because if, if when you hear this, you have any fear within you, you haven't accepted what he's done. Right. Because complete love casts out all fear. Exactly. So there's no fear in perfect love who he is. So Christ would say things. Mm. Even the disciple John would say things. He comes out and he goes, if you sin, you don't know God. Exactly. And we all have a heart attack. Because <laughs> how many times have we fallen short of who we are? Yeah. And so then the Lord told me the same thing he said to you one time, look the other way. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean look the other way? Because this verse was intense for me. Yeah. Sin, you don't know God. Then I must not know God. Mm -hmm. No, he goes, Corey, you're missing it. <laughs> If you learn to know me, you won't need sin. You won't even look at it. You won't Be even want because it. Because it's blindness. It. Well, and Paul was already expressing it to us, saying, guys, you don't even desire it anymore. No. So stop believing that it's you. It's it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's being blind and our eyes opening up. Yeah. it's Separation disappears, and we're not what we thought. Jesus reveals your heart position to help you. Uh, do inventory. Yeah, he does it a lot. He says, if if you even think that you've done it, why? He wants you to do an inventory. Yeah, he upped the ante in case you tried to think you were, you know, good in your ego. Because he was saying, guys, if this is just about being good, I shouldn't have come. Right. 
It's about the algorithm being broken within you and you carrying a frequency of heaven on earth. Yes. And that's why when people met him, he was so different. And I've experienced moments of that. Mm-hmm. I went to see uh, my dad one time, me and Ben, and he was staying at a tr- in my aunt's trailer or something. And uh, the girl that was with my dad at the time, her friend was a witch uh, from Montreal. And the police user and everything to help find people and everything. Mm-hmm. A very nice girl. And uh, when the moment I walked in, she was kind of taken back. And um, she she was like, can I pray for you? I said, sure, go for it, you know. And she did all her stuff and mm-hmm. told me there was a lady standing behind me. And I'm like, cool, maybe mm-hmm. there is. I don't know. Whatever. And uh, <laughs> I listened to her, honestly. I didn't judge it. I just, mm-hmm. you know, because, hey, maybe God wanted to speak to me through her. I don't know. It wouldn't but, be the first time he's done that. Yeah, but I didn't feel any presence on it. So I let her finish. And when she finished, I I just... I forget what the first word was. It was like one little sentence I said, and immediately she was like, what is that? Like her her whole body just turned because she's been looking for access to power because she's felt weak her whole life. And I said something that carried power, and it caused her to react. Well, and she felt the presence. She's a spiritual person. Oh, yeah. But she felt the presence of a being. And so the words came out like this. It was like, that which you've been looking for, you can only find in Christ. And not the Jesus who hangs on the walls in the houses you've been in, Mm. but the one who lives and breathes. And she started weeping because she could feel like the presence was wild. Even my dad, after we had a little walk, and he said, like, wow, that was crazy, eh? You know, (laughs) just like, you know, in his very simple form. But it was it was wonderful because there's just um, there's something about the burning of the word, the living word, who is Christ Himself. He's not he's not text on a page, although he can speak that way. A problem is again separation. Mm. Do we not know that Jesus was in her? Yeah, come on. We live and move and have our being in Him. All things were created in Him, through Him, by Him. Hold they don't together. know Him. They're blind, right? The Come dead on. in Christ, in Second Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, chapter four, are those are people on the earth that are Christians but spiritually dead. That's what it's talking about. How do I know? Jesus said, "When did I call anybody dead that died?" I said they were sleeping. So that's not what that verse is about. Oh, better now have another look. Not what people tell me. The contradiction. Come on. That's right. So a book I really, really like this guy, uh, Sadhu Sunder Singh, who went like Enoch, walked on with God in 1929. He, he, I'm just going to read two quick little quotes, because this thing about the, the Eden, the tree of life, we need to understand where this is. Okay. So he says, he's talking to Jesus, and Jesus uh, says this to him. My child, my true child, true happiness depends not upon the sight of the eyes. It's not on the outside. But comes through spiritual vision and depends upon the heart. In Palestine, thousands looked on me, but all of them did not thus obtain true happiness. So even if Jesus drops into 
Toronto, or better yet, Jerusalem, and they see him physically, it doesn't mean they're going to be happy. It's not what this is about. By mortal eyes, he says, only those things can be perceived that are mortal. For eyes of flesh cannot behold an immortal God and spiritual beings. Okay, so that's why he became mortal and came here. But now he's immortal, and we cannot see him with carnal eyes. So now listen to what happens to him. When I rose up from this prayer, I beheld a glowing being, arrayed in light and beauty, standing before me. Though he spoke not a word, and because my eyes were so suffused with tears, I saw him not too clearly. There poured from him, listening, listen, lightning light like rays of life giving love with such power that they entered in and bathed my very soul sound like my bathroom experience in the liquid love that's good right at once i knew that my dear savior stood before me i rose at once from the rock where i was seated and i fell at his feet he held in his hand, this is it, this is something very powerful, guys. He held in his hand the key of my heart, opening the inner chamber of my heart with his key of what? Love. That's the key. He filled it with his presence, and wherever I looked, inside or out, I saw but him. Then did I know that man's heart is the very throne and citadel of God, and that when he enters, there to abide, heaven begins. In these few seconds, he so filled my heart and spoke such wonderful words that even if I wrote many books, I could not tell them all to you. This is where we're to live from. Jesus is seated on what? The right-hand side of the Father. Where's the Father? Within you. Where is it that you need to enter into the everlasting gospel? To Eden? Within your heart, your spirit. That's where he is, waiting for us. He's for me sitting in that waiting room, waiting for me to wake up so that he can unlock it. He can open it, and I can step into this. This is for all of us, all of us. Okay, this is the second thing he talked to me about. He said, <clears throat> the Lord's in a heavenly realm. It's outside of time in an eternal state, coming from a state of light and life. We're in a state of darkness and death under time in a Greek linear, linear mindset. So he speaks, and a lot of prophets interpret what he said through the lens of linear time. Thus all the books being written, the end of the world, the guys on the, that are you know, shouting on the internet. This is why we have a lot of confusion in the world. You see, God's not going to speak in Greek linear time. He's not in it. Okay? Even... This equates to bad translations, or at best, they're a commentary of an eternal truth through a lens 
of the person that interpreted, translated the scripture by a temporal, linear construct. Now, God, he is able, it says he's, he's not saying truth isn't available, but he asks that the teacher, we need to ask the teacher, and he leads us into all truth. Mm-hmm. He unpacks the scripture. He reveals what's really there instead of getting taught by carnality, by the dead in Christ. Do you see it? He is not carnal. No. God is not mortal. He's not carnal. Come on. Now, where do we see this? In Joshua 5, 13 and 14, it says, Now it came to pass when Joshua was near Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld there was a man standing in front of him with a sword drawn in his hand. Joshua approached him and said to him, And this is the hour on the internet that we're hearing. Are you for us or for our adversaries? Are you going to deal with the enemy of the USA? Are you going to deal with the enemy of Canada? This is what the prophets are saying. Well, listen, neither the Lord said. He says, I have come as a commander of Adonai's army, the captain of the army of hosts. Then Joshua fell on his face to the ground and worshiped and said, asked him, what is it, my Lord? Say to me, your servant, what is in your heart? Okay? Are we doing that today? Yeah, a little bit of a shift there. Yes. <laughs> Are we doing this today? This is what he's saying to me, is I am not carnal. Yeah. He is the spirit, the father of spirits, and the word is spiritually discerned, it says. Spiritually discerned. God is not carnal. Yeah, come on. So we want to fix carnality. Yeah. God does not want to fix carnality. No. He wants to awaken the human race to spirituality and that we can travel back to the tree of life which is inside of us. Both the tree of the knowledge of good and evil are within you. The tree of life is within you. God is within you. And we have been in darkness. And darkness is not anything in itself. It's the absence of light. This is why we need light. Because we can't see. We're little plants, he said. And you need light and you need water or you will perish. Three Gospels. We need to move towards the everlasting Gospel. Avi Weiss said this. And end with this. You said someone's name. I thought you said like otherwise, but it was like... (laughs) Avi. Avi Weiss. This was his experience. Because it's good to hear somebody else other than me as far as what he's going to say because it's good. And, oh, here. Because in the, 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 in the word of two or three witnesses. In the counsel of many, there yes. is wisdom. There you go. Woo. So, yeah, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> um, so oh, wow. he's basically saying if there's a lot of confusion... And if you think I have schizophrenia, it just might be that you're not listening to me. 
Because he is an eternal father. Mm. Outside time. Immortal spirit. Of which we were. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it be important for us to get back to where we started instead of fixing where we're not? Let's not fix hell. Let's go to heaven. Right? Okay. So Avi Weiss says this. I was singing at this meeting. He said, I was singing about wanting to pay any cost to know him face to face. Hmm. Any cost to know him face to face. Turns out, listen, this is going to prick some people. It turns out I've been running from a deeper intimacy with God. He was crying out, and then he recognized it's actually him that's been running from intimacy. Then he says, I was continuing a conversation with my father about how I longed for him and pleaded with him to expose what prevents me from the fullness of what I seek in him. Finally, toward the morning, listen to this, I saw a stairway in a vision as I woke up. Now think about it. God is such a wise Oh, just beyond any words I can find. Notice he has this vision when he's waking up. As we wake up, we begin to realize we must go up the stairway, which is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. John 151. Back to the Father, Jacob's Ladder. That's what he's telling us. That's what he was telling Ava Weiss. Right? First, don't run from intimacy. It's into me, see? Right? And then realize this stairway. Maybe Led Zeppelin had it right. The stairway to heaven. <laughs> All this time we were told it's evil. Back, back masked. I love the devil, right? And they said, uh, uh, we have enough time writing the lyrics forward to write them backwards. Well, I don't know. Now, is it, isn't it? I have no idea, but I find it kind of funny that it, it is a very uh, song that you can go into a bar and everybody's kind of caught in this spiritual trance. Is that evil? Maybe. But it is a stairway. And it is probably one of the most powerful songs in our time that exists. So did Druid Priest bring that song? Hmm. I don't know. That's what I was told. But then God unveils this stairway to me. Jacob's Ladder. I don't know. Let us ascend Christ to the Father whose life to be in this world, but not of it. Mm -hmm. We must be of the heavenly realms. Come on. Not of the carnal constructs of man. That's what God's called us to do. And I don't know about you, but wow, that wine press of oil in the garden, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that place of I intimacy know. in the tree of life, 
that place where I, we long to be, seeing him face to face. Remember we used to sing that song, mm -hmm. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see Jesus. Mm. That's just what happened to Sunder. Jesus unlocked his heart with the key of love, and boom, heaven began. The throne of God was within him because he's one with God, and everything you'll see is God. I ran for so long after God that <clears throat> when I found out that he was running after me and I allowed myself Ooh. to be caught, yeah. I quit trying to get to him because he was the one running after me. I guess I was running from intimacy too. Yeah, we then all are. <laughs> I all of a sudden just all the time that realm just opens up. It just I'll be sitting and it just opens up and I'm aware of it because it's it's wooing me like a lover. Yeah. It's actually bringing you back. Yeah, to the tree of life. Come, John. Come, my beloveds. Come. Come. For your father is waiting for you with his arms open wide. Come. Come and behold his beauty. Come. And receive the longing of your heart. Because we have desires and those desires are found in him. He's the one that gave them to you. Nothing, remember this, nothing is impossible for those that would believe him. Nothing. What, what does that leave? It doesn't leave anything. Wow. Like, can you imagine for a moment? Try using your imagination. Like, what do you want? <laughs> Go across the universe, take a little trip without leaving the farm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just go into the throne room. Take a little trip without leaving the farm. Yeah. Anyway. Yay. I just love... I'm a little tree. We've been gone for days, but we ain't gone far. <laughs> <clears throat> and I need light and I need water <laughs> anybody thirsty out there there is a river it says running out from underneath the throne of God that's in your belly mm. in you in you it's called the river of life yeah <clears throat> Alrighty. Any questions? Anybody have any questions, comments, disagreements? <laughs> that's that's cool. I'm open to anything. I don't need to defend anything. I'm just sharing. And like we always say, you are powerful enough to disagree because it's your journey. I'm just trying to shine light and get you to talk to him about it. Ask him and see what he says. My sheep know my voice, remember? You already know his voice. 
I'd like to come and charge you nine ninety five to how to hear the voice of God, but that'd be kind of dumb, wouldn't it, when you already know? <laughs> because you're a sheep. If you're a sheep and he says you know his voice, I'm not going to tell you that you don't. Now, I might be able to help you by saying, listen, listen. Because he speaks to us all differently. That's what's really cool about this. We're all individuals. And we all were created in his image, and he speaks to us in certain ways. Um, that's the beauty of creativity, isn't it? Come on. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So. Oh, she was saying, can you talk about the matrix and what that means consciously and spiritually and subconsciously? Which really we've been talking about all night. Yeah. The matrix is just the veil, um, the sub. Well, what you really got to do is you got to go back. What the last two weeks? Last two weeks because you'll hear about um, the sub uh, constructs, yeah, constructs and algorithms um, that are built all around us to keep us functioning Mm -hmm. in a world that doesn't actually exist. Right. It's just the the matrix control. Yeah, it's controlled systems that have been put in place to keep people focused on mm-hmm. ego and self instead of on the life-giving spirit of Christ. Yeah. So subconsciously, you would be aware of Christ to a degree, but you have to be awakened consciously mm-hmm. to the tree and not just to a name or a religion, but to an encounter of true life. Yeah, with him who is life. Exactly. Like Jesus. And, and then to, there's the process, right? Of, of what I said in Romans 7. Yeah. That process has to go on because we have been told certain things over and over and over thousands of times and drilled into us from multiple ways, you know, and multiple avenues so that we believe things and people scream up and down about it. This is the truth. And, and the truth is they, they've just been programmed. And it's and it's it's the systems of the carnal world. That's the matrix. Yeah, we have to live from the inside out, not the outside in. And Christ is not part of the carnal world. He says, "I'm in the world, but not of it." Yeah, I'm of a different world called the world of God, the true reality. Ooh. You want true reality? Follow me. I'll show it to you. And then, because uh, we're not mere humans. No, and we come from him. Right. We're divine, Second Peter 1, 4. I have the divine nature of God. And what happens when you remember it, they yeah. used to say when the disciples would show up, mm. surely the gods have come among us. Yes. Because they were walking in that which Christ had ordained them to walk in, which was him. Mm-hmm. They had become the Christ. They had entered into union. Yeah. Because uh, that's the thing Sunder had said, like when he was talking to the Lord about it, he said, the Lord said to him, well, when I rose from the dead, you realize that not everybody could see me because mortal eyes can't see immortality. So only those that had their eyes opened, which is Romans 8, Mm, the everlasting gospel, they seen me. So when we read those stories in the Bible, the people that are talking about him Mm. in the... uh, the gospels were seeking they had their eyes open they were in the third gospel romans 8 
as Paul told us later. That's where they were walking. They could see. That's why when Peter walked down the street, he wasn't stopping to pray for anybody, but everybody got healed as he walked by because Christ in him was now living on the outside of him as well. Right? He now had, he now wasn't naked as (laughs) Adam. (laughs) This is where we're going. Right? Does that make sense? And again, if you listen to some of those, it will really help you um, understand about algorithms, you know, um, blood, all this stuff. It was like a two-hour, I think it was almost a two-hour session. That the one. last one? Maybe not the last See, one, but the time before, just... Yeah, I can't remember. But week to Yeah, week you can go back on YouTube. The whole library is yep. there, and you can... Um, Discover and uncover gold nuggets throughout the way. So that's good. Be led. Yeah. Uh, discover. Where? How'd you put that? And uncover. I like that. Oh, light to see was last week, and the sacred seed was the week before. Mm. Yeah. So. Awesome, buddy. Anybody else? Before we go uh, off into the wild blue yonder. <laughs> Uh, because we really do want this to be um, interactive, not to leave people so they can't ask questions on anything we spoke about tonight um, that might give some more clarity to it. I try to break it down fairly good so that we can understand it, at least in principle. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, we want it to become substance within us. The word. Come on. I want to thank you guys for being on with us tonight. Hmm. Also, um, if you want to be a part of what we do here, feel free to go to www.hcm-strafford.org. And financially support that which we are doing. Yeah. Because that helps. It helps buy studios and pay rents and do all the things that uh, we have to do to maintain and keep moving forward. And, you know, guys, just be mindful that God is building and doing things in this hour that we've never seen before. So we're just kind of following. Yeah, not in our time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Or if it is. I don't know those people. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of like that where I said, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. I think it's kind of like that. I think there's people walking in certain realms of heaven, the realms of heaven, and understand certain things about this. And they, do, they don't show up until you're ready. Then they start showing up because they realize you now understand what they're doing and where they are. And then it... Yada, 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 right? Um, I kind of like had that happen to me in Missouri where, you know, I was praying for this guy. He had a set of drums, and each of the drums was different colors of the seven spirits that he, they taught him in heaven. And um, these guys are on a whole different plane, right? And as I was standing there, I was telling him that what had happened to me in the bathroom. And these two guys kind of looked at each other, and they made some statement, which I didn't understand, but they knew something, and I knew they knew. Um, so 
it's like I, I just wasn't priv privy to that information yet because it wasn't going to benefit me. You know what I mean? It's a process of it, it, it's like a, a ladder. You got to walk one step at a time and up the ladder. And so I but I did recognize something when they said it. I knew something. And um, yeah, it was fun, 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 fun. Till your daddy takes the T-bird away. <laughs> uh, what's this? By going to the tree of life. It won't, you cannot reason while you're attached to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you have to be free in Christ, in the tree of life. Then we're able to bring life. The simplest way to understand this is that story I tell in the Scotia Bank, where I'm completely wrecked and I feel like I need to lay down, I'm being overwhelmed in the glory. And I'm standing 10 inches from a person, a lady at the time. This is back in 2010. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm saying to the Lord, because I'm frustrated about something, I say to him, God, I don't understand. This lady's 10 inches from me. And she doesn't know that her Heavenly Father's standing right here. And I said, I can barely stand up. I might have to lay down, so I might have to leave the bank. And he didn't say anything to me. But he began to teach me about the three levels. He began to teach me that what was happening in those days is he was visiting us in the tent of meeting. He was coming from the spirit realm into the tent of meeting, which was my soul, your soul, and we were getting whacked. Yeah. But not everybody around us. We would walk into places. Corey and I walked into shoppers. We walked into other places where we felt like, man, the glory was so thick. Everybody should be laying on the floor. KW, same thing. We're down and out laughing. We're not sure how to even get out of the aisle. Mm. We're so wasted in the glory of God. <laughs> We're in another okay. world, man. And it, we look around, and people don't know what's going on at all. Why? Because it's still in that realm. It's not going to get to where Peter was until we access the everlasting gospel, the tree of life, and we're grafted in, like John 15. The most frustrating part about all this yeah. is it's an inward journey. Yes. Because if we got the outward results with ego still within us, we would do more damage than we've ever done good. Yes. Because we would lead people to us, to our understanding and our revelations, and this is what we've done mm -hmm. for decade and decade and books and books and books and books, but nobody ever gets free, and we all run on the hamster wheel waiting to die to go get a little house in some shiny version of Earth. Yep. And this is the problem is the – this is not um, – it's <laughs> – this is Ooh. right in the garden, brother. When he falls, yeah. what does Jesus say? He says, uh, to separate him from the, garden, from the tree of life. And this is a picture. Lest he eat from the tree of life in the state that and stay like this and live forever. So what he's actually telling us is you cannot partake 
of the tree of life while you're still grafted into the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which yeah. is carnality, which is the matrix. If you're in the matrix, you can be as spiritual as you think, you can heal the sick. It doesn't mean that you're in the tree of life. That's why there's a journey here of awakening to Christ himself. That's why he said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. I yeah. must die to this world, to carnality, carnality, and live unto Christ, who is my life, who is your life, who is Corey's life. Well, you know, you know me. Like I'm, I'm stuck on how do I manifest it? How do I manifest it? How do I manifest it? Yes. And the truth is, it's not about that. No. It's not actually about being able to um, go and do something. It's about what's within me. Yes. And then not, not as much as it is about submission, it's actually about oneness mm. where now I operate out of him, not just out of... Like there's a shifting going on in you in that whole area. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard it for me. Because, because we were taught... That right? we're the hands and feet of God. Yes. And that it's my job to be an ambassador of heaven. Yes. And that it's my job to change this world. Yes. But the thing is, is God can awaken everybody right now if he wants to. But he he values the journey because the journey is what... If you just give somebody everything, they've never experienced what it means to earn something. And this can't be earned through self-effort. And so what is God yeah. doing? He's saying, come and die mm -hmm. to all your needs, wants, and desires mm -hmm. that would blind you from being able to receive. Yeah, and, and revelation, the, the light, the ladder, yeah. is what awakens us beyond our understanding. What does it say, that scripture? Um, yeah. Um, What's that? What is that? Um, peace beyond my understanding, or whatever it is. I can't even think at the moment. Yeah, I'm kind of drunk. Yeah, it's but it's fake. it's um, um, beyond my understanding, meaning that I I can't put it in a framework of a mental exercise of reason and intellect. But when I get it, it's like it's like I've I walked as a child. And in, as I was a child, I received words of knowledge, and they're powerful, but it's still elementary. It's still child things, but Paul says. So what does that mean? When you're an adult or when you grow up, and again, this is all pictures, all metaphors. When you grow up or you mature as a son, you have access to all-knowing. Yeah. It's not a word of knowledge. You know you know you don't have to think about it you could look at anybody and you will know because it's god in you and th this is that scripture again i just thought of this earlier if you don't mind i'll throw no, this in <laughs> open up you ancient gates yeah swing wide right mm. or it's the other way around some doors doors and gates that's us that's me in scotia bank and when it swings open, what's it say? That the Lord of glory may come in mm. to this realm. 
Peter. Yeah. And, um, yeah. There is a... <laughs> there is such a mm. current in the church of teaching us that we have to be things. And it's not necessarily wrong. It's part of the journey, right? But, um... Hmm... I want to I want to word this good. <laughs> um so so here's the thing. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Mhm. So Sunday we're in worship. Mhm. We got into a real deep place. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, "Corey, even if you never get better, I'll still love you." Mm-hmm. See, our version of love is always unto something. Love unto betterness. Intimacy unto miracles. Intimacy mm-hmm. unto trying to get changing something. the world. Intimacy unto... But what if it was just intimacy under relationship? That's it. What is the reward? And what it's if, him. What if he never asked me to do a single thing in this entire life but get to know him? Is that enough? Or do I still have a layer of ego that wants to be somebody's savior? I watched a man yeah. one time, and he has a Netflix video, and and he's helping people, man, just helping them like wild. And then the Lord shows me, he goes, but he's selfish. And I go, how is this guy selfish? Mm-hmm. How is he selfish? He's helping all these people. And the Lord says, because he's doing it to feel good. Mm-hmm. He's broken. And so he gets his fulfillment from helping others. It's still about him. And see, this is the point of of knowing. Mm -hmm. When Jesus would walk up to that man, he would not judge him. No. But he would tell him, ask him a question to go to the issue of the fact that he's broken and why he needs Exactly, because he still needs. Because he still needs. And and that's that's truly what religion is, is it's the mm-hmm. lack of something. Mm-hmm. And that's why this eon we're entering into is so important, this Aquarius pouring of the water, because mm-hmm. Jesus said something that I have never understood. He said, you will drink a water and never thirst again, yeah. but yet my Christianity has been so thirsty. Yes. Lord, come. Lord, fill me. Lord, lead me. <laughs> I've always lacked. And it's like, well, then Jesus was a liar? No, he's not a liar. It's just not the same Jesus. No. Because Jesus can mean many different things to many different people. According to their perception. Exactly. But the Spirit, the life-giving Spirit says, come and die. Die to what? My desire to be lifted up for all men to see. My desire to Mm -hmm. be lifted up for all men to see. And die with him that I would raise. Mm -hmm. That's why in the Bible says, when you do these things, do them in secret. Mm -hmm. Why? Because then only God gets the glory. And that's why, like... Uh, and does he need it? Is he self-centered? No. It's about reaching other people with the truth. Well, and even the other day... He doesn't have a need to be worshipped, by the way. No, I know. He has nothing. Like He we, does this because he loves. What we call worship, I call convincing our. Yeah. <laughs> ourselves, right? We're convincing ourselves of who God is. Yeah. But, Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, it's, good. it's great. We need to do it. But <laughs> but worship is what happens within the heart during those moments yeah. or during any moment where you connect fully with him, where you become aware. 
awakened to your connection with God. Back to that guitar you talked about. Exactly. That's when we're in his hands and we're resonating a sound that, mm. that we're operating in our function. And so the other oh, day being. on the street, Dan was praying for people and they were getting healed because he's pretty wild mm. that way. And uh, someone went to start filming with their iPhone and he said, could you please not do that? And they said, why? He said, because the Lord hasn't called me to be seen by man. Right. That's what this guy says to them. <laughs> and mm. I just heard his heart within it. He wasn't doing it to be humble. He was just honest. Like He was like, that's not what I'm here to do. Think about that. Is Christ enough? Yeah, he doesn't want anyone to see the results. Doesn't care if they see the results. That's what we really have to ask ourselves. <sighs> What are we measuring ourselves to? That's the question. Is it enough to be a son and be loved by our dad, or are we still looking for some sort of affirmation? Even from, from him. Yeah, because he's already given it. Yeah. When you weren't, when you are messed up. He already says you're more than enough. Because he's seen us from the beginning the way we really are. Mm. That's the thing, eh? So is Christ enough? Oh. <laughs> That's for another day. This no joke. This is this is for you, and I love you so much, commenter. <laughs> I won't use names, but he is just as in love with you as the first moment you ever felt his presence. Yeah, he was always proud of you. He was always there with you, and he is ecstatic for you the whole time. And sometimes. We enter into seasons where we're, we're succeeding at what we're doing. We're, we're really pushing and doing the work, and it's wonderful. And, mm -hmm. and I'm proud of you. I think you're doing great. But he was always proud of you. Yeah, it didn't change. He's never seen you any different. And that's for all of us, man. Yeah. He, he never sees us any different. From, from before you ever stepped on this planet, to the, the moment that you return to him, he will always be proud of you. Yeah. That's where the freedom lies. The freedom lies exactly in that. Mm. That's the kickoff. That's the, uh, the starting of the game. Woo! <laughs> when we wake up, right? Yeah. There's God always good. a good reason for everything. All things work together for good. Come on. Even the applied pressure, that's how you get diamonds out of rock. <laughs> <laughs> out of rock. And that's how you get wine out of grapes. Woo, you gotta right? get down in the dirt if you want to find some gold. Yeah, and brush the grapes, get the vine. We love all you guys. Thank Bless you, you guys. so much for tuning in. Remember, you can get yep. the uh, Journey episodes also on Spotify. Um, all those places, automatic. automatic. So, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, we just bless you yeah, to be you. And uh, see you next Friday. See you next Friday. Adios, amigo. <laughs>